Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improving. Hope you're having a great week. This last weekend, I got to play at the PPA tournament in Orlando. It was a fascinating place to go to because I came from tennis or I come from tennis. And I got to play at the USTA National Campus in Lake Nona. It's a great facility. And uh, there's a PPA tournament called the Hertz National Championship. My friend Leslie reached out and uh, needed a, a, somebody to fill in for her in mixed doubles. And I said, let's do it. So I got to play senior pro mixed doubles on Saturday and had a lot of fun. And it got me to thinking. I said, you know, I haven't really shared my journey too much in this podcast or in writing. And so I said, I'm going to share a little bit of my journey with you so that you can see how it, you know, how I've gotten to where I've gotten and from where I started. And there's some lessons in that you can take away and apply to your own journey and to your own development as a pickleball player. And then in the riff, I'm going to share with you what happened during the final match, the gold medal match, when uh, we were up 10-5-2, I believe it was, and did not convert that. And a few minutes later, we were down 10-11. And I'll fill in the rest during the riff. So let's go ahead and get some pickleball therapy. Do you want 2023 to be your best pickleball year yet, but you're not sure how to go about it? Then join us for our Pickleball System class starting in January 2023. The Pickleball System is not a DVD box set. It is a class that is overseen by CJ Johnson and myself, Tony Roig, to help you accomplish your pickleball objectives. To make sure you're notified when registration for our next class opens, join our email list. You'll get our weekly emails full of great knowledge and be in the know. Hope to see you in class. CJ and I like to refer to it as pickleball journeys. We all have our own pickleball journeys. You have yours. We have ours. I have mine. CJ has hers, I should say. It's very, very, very particular to you as a person. And, you know, along that journey, there are times that we're happy with pickleball, times that we're maybe challenged by pickleball or not great, not, not feeling great about pickleball. There's growth, there's setbacks, there's all those sorts of things that happen in any kind of relationship, any kind of a thing that we do. Pickleball is no different. And so what I wanted to do was, was I was thinking about the, the tournament this weekend. I was able, to, me and Leslie were able to uh, have a, a fairly clean slate that day. We lost one game on our way to the, the final, the gold medal match, and then uh, won the gold medal match. So uh, pretty good day of pickleball for us. And I wanted to share a little bit about my journey, right? How do I go from uh, learning to play pickleball for the first time or picking up a pick, pickleball paddle for the first time back in 2015 to uh, winning a gold medal at a senior pro mixed event at the PPA in Orlando this last weekend. And I thought it'd be interesting to, to share with you some of my history in pickleball, some of my journey in pickleball, and we can take some lessons from there, I think, or some, or some kernels from there that you can apply to your own pickleball game. So I'm going to just go through it in, in, a, in an order, and, uh, and we'll see where we, where we go with this. So when, we started with, when I started in the game, I started in the game like a lot of you. You know, a friend of ours said, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Jill and mine, I should say, invited us to play pickleball. Now, the invite was really more to Jill because uh, at that time, Charlotte was much more Jill's friend than my friend. They know each other longer. And so, but, you know, I was with Jill. So when Jill said, we're going to go play pickleball on Saturday, I'm like, okay, let's go play pickleball. Uh, you know, to me, I thought at the time it was going to be a one and done activity where basically I'd go out there and bat the ball around a little bit. Yeah, but uh, what happened that day was fortunate for me, I think, in, in hindsight. 
what happened to me that day was there were some some good players out there that day, including a gentleman named Steve Tallner, who was the pro at that facility teaching pickleball. And I got destroyed on the court, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like a fish out of water. I mean, I knew how to hit the ball because I played tennis, but I had no idea how to play pickleball. And so when we got done that day, I was interested now. Now I was curious about, about, the, uh, about the sport. So I said, you know, I'm going to start learning how to play this sport. Started looking into paddles, bought a paddle, started playing. Joe, Joe played a little bit too, but not as much as, as I did at first. So went along playing some pickleball. At the time, Jill and I both were tennis players transitioning to pickleball, and we were the quintessential bangers. That's what we knew. We knew how to play tennis, and we knew how to hit the ball pretty good in tennis. So we transferred those skills over to pickleball. And, you know, generally speaking, we could do okay. In the, at the local facilities, we, we did all right, and we were probably among the, the top players in, our, in those facilities simply because we were good tennis players. Now, what's important to note here is at that time, we were not pickleball players. We were doing well. We were winning games. But we were not pickleball players. And the, the, the eye-opening event, and I believe it was still in 20, at the end of 2015, happened um, when we were at the facility we were, we were playing in that evening. And two gentlemen came in. They were traveling for the holidays, coming through the area, and they were looking for a game. And so the other players there looked at Jill and I and said, why don't you guys go, go face him? Because they looked like serious. They looked like they knew what they were doing. So we step out on the court with them. And the match was over in no time, and we lost 11-0. Now, it's easy to say, you know, it would be easy to say, well, that, you know, we failed, right? We, we, it was bad for us what happened. I would counter. I would say, no, it was actually, they did us the greatest favor they could have done to, for us. By beating us 11-0, what that did is it showed us that we had no idea what we were doing. We did not know how to play pickleball. These two gentlemen, it was a father and son, they played pickleball. They hit third shots. They moved forward to the non-volley zone line. They, we didn't know what to do. And they handcuffed us and made it impossible for us to beat them. Well, what did that do for us? That opened our eyes. And it said to us, you know what? There's more to this game than we've been thinking so far. And it made us explore the game further, go deeper into the game, and really underst- start understanding how to play pickleball. So we... We start, you know, learning how to play pickleball. We start this process. And what, what happens is as you start applying yourself to this game and start seeing the game differently and start opening your mind to it and, and, and just understanding better what's going on on the pickleball court, all of a sudden you'll start seeing this, this increase in, in the pace of your learning. Uh, as, the, as the pieces of the puzzle start falling into place, the, your, your understanding of the game not just grows, it'll grow, but it'll grow exponentially faster. And I'll, I'll tell you a specific war story that'll help you understand it. So I'm understanding the game a little better. I'm starting to use the third shots. I'm starting to move forward to the MBZ and things like that. So I'm starting to see the game better. And I'm in a, in a game, in a, a specific game I remember very clearly with my friend Tom. And at that point, Tom and I were playing a lot of tournaments together and training together and things like that. And um, we're playing against our two friends, Tyson and Mon, two very good players from our area. And what was happening was every time that we hit our third shot, even though it was it was a, it was an okay third shot, it wasn't perfect, but it was a decent third shot. Uh, Mon and Tyson were basically p- passing us, so they were hitting these little pokes. They were poking the balls with the punch volley and passing us every time, and we just could never make it to the MBZ line. So we were very unproductive on the serve side. So I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, Tom, what happens if we hit the third shot, no matter how good it is, and only take two steps forward? And then let's hit the next shot. And then on the next shot, we'll move all the way in. 
So we're like, well, let's try it. So we, we did it one time. Hit the third shot. They poked it the same way they'd been poking it. But now, because we weren't rushing forward, right, which is what everybody's told, right, get up to the MVZ as fast as possible. But because we slowed our, our movement forward and we weren't just running up there, um, there was no more lane to pass us. There was no more easy passing shot for, for Mon and Tyson. So we were able to now hit the fifth shot and make it to the MVZ line. What happened in that game was we were down 2-7 when we started using that strategy, and we ended up coming back and winning that game. What that showed me was, okay, there's a different way of moving that is more constructive, as a more optimal way of moving, optimal way of moving that uh, is different than what we had, the bad advice that we received. And when I say bad advice, I'm not suggesting any kind of nefarious uh reason a nefarious motive by the players who share that information they mean well they that's what they've learned and that's what they're sharing with with us but there's a better way but i didn't know that right at the time until i had this light bulb moment and what's happened since then and even before then is that i've seen my knowledge of pickleball accelerate right not just my knowledge increase but the rate of my knowledge acquisition has accelerated and the same can happen for you as you as light bulbs start going on, as, as switches start getting flipped in your mind in terms of understanding the game, you'll start seeing it more and more and more. And eventually you're going to see the entire game as a, as a whole piece. The, um, uh, the, the other thing that happened after that was, you know, I was playing, uh, you know, since then I've been playing a lot, of, a lot more drilling, a lot more focus. I've played more tournaments since then. And that's what's really made me more uh, ready for the tough matches. That and one thing that's really important is mental training. I cannot emphasize enough how important it for my game it has been, the mental training journey that I've been on. Uh, really, uh, the, the impetus behind it really has been my role as a pickleball instructor, my relationship with the game as an instructor. But I cannot convey to you enough how important it is to add a mental piece to your training so that you can really get yourself ready to play your best pickleball. So let's talk a little bit about the, the tournament, right? Now this is the gold medal day. And what I found that day was, you know, we had, uh, we had some adversity during the day. We had some matches that uh, were, we won one match 11-9, for instance. So that was a tight match. In the, in the match before the gold medal match, so the end of the, the top bracket, we lost the first game. We were up in that game, but we lost the... Uh, we lost it. We were up, I think, 8-2 or 8-3, ended up losing that game. Uh, Dave and, and Sehan did a great job of battling back and taking that game. But because Leslie and I are both seasoned players, we did not let that, uh, we did not let that uh, uh, dissuade us, right? We did not let that derail our tournament. And we just got back to work. We got back to what we needed to do. We got back to basics, if you will. And, and this is something that is always a bit frustrating for me as an instructor, as a coach, trying to communicate and help other players. But what Leslie and I did that was so successful that tournament was focus on the basics, was to focus on fundamentals. We went back to, we, you know, the way I refer to it is chapter one pickleball. We went back to chapter one pickleball. We executed the shots we needed to execute in that strategy. And we're able to come back and win the next two games. And a big part of that seasoning as well is the mental part that I mentioned, right? My mental journey has been, uh, uh, you know, has changed me as a player. And things that might have derailed me before or lasted longer before don't derail me any longer. And you're going to hear a little bit more about this in the riff when I talk to you about the final game that we played and how that played out. 
But what I want you to take from this is that there is a there there is a whole world of learning available to you in pickleball, right? It is a uh, it is available to you, and you and you can learn for as long as you want to learn. But you can learn it. And let me reframe it the, from the other way, okay? So think about it in terms of a series of mountains, right, that are in front of you. And when the way I think about it is every time that I've crested a mountain, you know, I've gotten to the top of the mountain, it's great, you have a wonderful view and everything, but you know what I notice on the other side of that mountain? Another mountain, right? Another challenge. And then I can climb that mountain. When I get to the top of that mountain, enjoy the view, and it's amazing. But then you know what? There's still another mountain to climb. And what I, what, what I want you to take away from this, what I want you to understand from this is that no matter what mountain you're currently on, whatever mountain you're currently climbing, you should know two things. Number one, you can, in fact, climb the mountain. Now, sometimes you're going to need some guidance, and that's okay, right? That's what CJ and I do. That's our, that's, that's our jam, as we like to say. You know, we enjoy helping players, guiding players up the mountain uh, so that they can, they can crest that mountain. But you can, in fact, climb the mountain. It is doable. Players before you have done it, and I guarantee that players after you will do it as well. You can climb the mountain should you so choose to do. You don't need to, but if you want to, you can climb it. And the second thing is as long as you wish to continue climbing, meaning as long as you continue to be curious about the game, curious about growing as a pickleball player, there will always be another mountain waiting on the other side for you to climb. And so as you think about your pickleball journey, I wanted to share with you some of my experiences as a pickleball player, some of my the, the steps along my path, including early failures that led to me wanting to grow more, to, to piqued my curiosity about the sport more and more and allowed me to continue growing as a player. The light bulb moments that I've had in my path, my, my path, along my path, uh, along my journey that have helped me grow. And then the a mental part of the game and focusing some on the mental part of the game, not just simply how to hit that third shot or how to hit that volley, but that mental part of the game. And in the riff, I think you'll really understand how the mental part of the game allowed us to uh, walk away from the tournament with a gold medal. So if you want to know more about that, stay tuned for the riff. Most pickleball players spend a lot of time thinking about and comparing pickleball paddles. But you know what's more important than a pickleball paddle? Your shoes. Are you wearing the right kind of shoes to play pickleball in? If you're not sure, consider trying out shoes that are designed and made specifically for pickleball. Tyrol shoes are the shoes that CJ and I both wear out on the pickleball court. Remove any doubt about whether the shoes you're wearing are right for pickleball. Check out Tyrol shoes, I'll put a link in the show notes. Protect your most valuable asset out there, your body, with the right shoes. Wear the right shoes and play longer on the court. Let me frame out the game for you here, or the match for you here, so you understand the how the mental toughness or the mental part was able to allow us to continue in the battle and to ultimately prevail in the uh, in the gold medal match. So what happened was we were playing the same team that we had uh, defeated in the end of the winners bracket or the top bracket, uh, Dave and Sehan, that we had won in three games against them. We were playing them again in the gold medal match. They did a great job of digging deep and making it back up to get a second chance at the gold medal. So we were playing them. We had won the first game reasonably handily. It wasn't an easy game, but it was 11-5 was the score. So it was, it was you know, we were in control of that game, I felt, the whole time. We started the second game. We started off down the second game. We fixed that and then gained control of the second game. So we were up 10-5, and it was 10-5-2. 
uh, obviously we were serving, and uh, there was Sehan hit a, an attack sort of a shot uh, down the middle, and I countered it with a volley thinking this is over, and Dave was able to, to defend it, put it back on me, and I, was, I missed my volley, right? So we had 10-5-2, we had match point, gold medal point, and in my mind at the time, I thought I messed up, right? I, you know, I had it on the paddle, so to speak, and I had missed the shot. So the next few shots in the in the game, you know, so the side out, the next few points were not well played by me. Uh, I missed some shots that I should would not normally miss, or there's a uh, not a great percentage chance I'm going to miss these shots. I usually hit them well, but I missed them. And what happened was I that was some carryover, right? In the back of my mind, I'm still floating around there. One minute I have a gold medal, or you know, Leslie and I win the gold medal, and we're done for the day for the evening. Uh, and I get to go uh, see my uh, my son, visit my son, and 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 uh, and sleep for the night. Everything's fine. Uh, but instead, now I'm now I'm back in the trenches. Um, we're fighting. We're you know we're scratching and clawing, so to speak. You know, metaphorically, I would say, uh, to 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 try and 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 get out of this thing. And so we we lose some points, and in a in a flash, they're serving eleven ten. So we went from ten five to you know winning shot on the on the paddle to now down you know 10 11 we're down 10 11 they're up 11 10 looking at another game three and you know who knows right but what happens is both leslie and myself are are seasoned players we've been playing for a long time we've played many tournaments uh you know we we have a background in sports and in tennis and and in competition so what we were able to do is we were able to steady the ship Right, we were able to uh, do our business, take care of our business on the eleven ten two point or rally, and side them out, and we got the ball back. And what players will do here is they'll often say, "Okay, let's win it now," or "Let's do this," or something like that. What we did is we said, "You know what? Let's get one point. Let's let's make the, let's extend this." Right? We can no longer win to twelve. It's, uh, Leslie and I can no longer win to twelve. So what we need to do is we need to make it a thirteen point game. Right. If they're going to beat us, they got to get to 13. Hopefully we win, but we want to get them to you know, make it so it's a 13-point game. So what happened there is uh, we get the 11, and then they side us out, and they get the 12. And so now we side them out, and it comes back to us again. So it's this back and forth. And you can imagine, you know, again, having had the, 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 the game on the paddle uh, and now having to, to continue fighting with this team of Dave and Sehan who just won't, won't roll over. They won't give up, which is good. I commend them for that. But, you know, we just have to keep going. And so eventually what happens is, you know, we there's some back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, Leslie and I are able to prevail 14-12 is how the game ends. But the reason the game ends that way is because Leslie and I maintain our composure maintain our focus, maintain our concentration with some gaps. I understand because we went from 5-10 to us to 11-10 them, or sorry, 10-5 us to 11-10 them. But but you have to be able to, to get out of that situation. You have to be able to pull yourself out of that situation. And the reason that I, I, what I would credit as being able to pull out of that situation is the mental training that I've done, the books that I've read, the thinking I've done about it, these podcasts that I make for you, is what allows us to, or myself personally, I should speak, you know, I should focus on, right, myself personally right now, to allows me to get out of that situation where I was in a, in a dark place in my mind. I'm able to pull myself out of that situation 
and uh, and fight enough in order to uh, claim the day. Same thing. Leslie does the same thing, but I'm telling you from my vantage point, mental training is what I can credit it to. And so what I advise you to do is if you want to improve, not just um, as a pickleball player, although that's certainly a big part of, of what you'll gain from doing this, but just as a person and as a relationship with pickleball, pick up some books on mental and emotional training. You can find the, the books at wearepickleball.com forward slash resources. I'll link to it below. We have several books we recommend. Pick one of those books, whichever book you know calls out to you. I really like Coach Peter's book. I really like Tim Galloway's book. There's other books in there I like as well. But you know, pick the book that most resonates with you. Start with that book. When you're done with that book, come back to the page and pick another book. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed this week's podcast. That's uh, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, we'll be back with you next week, hopefully with some more, uh, some more uh, mental training for you, some more tips to get you some calmness on the court and some relaxation. Uh, if you have any stories that you'd like to uh, share with us about your pickleball experience, uh, last week we shared Mark's story with everybody. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it's helpful to hear the stories of other players and how pickleball impacts your life. Uh, feel free to send that to us at uh, Tony at wearepickleball.com. And uh, if, uh, if it looks everything looks copacetic, like something that we should share, uh, we would love to be able to share it with, uh, with our audience. In the email, if you do send it to us, please let us know that we can share it with, uh, in the podcast and otherwise. That helps us know that, that you're okay with us uh, uh, sharing it with other people. So, and, and always, one more thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, rate and review it. It really helps us. If you haven't subscribed yet to Pickleball Therapy Podcast, that helps us as well. Hit that little plus sign. That'll help uh, make sure that the... The computer system knows that you like the podcast and it'll probably share it with more people. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, share it with your friends. Remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.